0: Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined. I am Dr. Sunny Brogan. As you all know, today I am here with special Yes, Baba Gabriel Ifa Shagun. He's out of Atlanta, Georgia. So for those of y'all that out there on the East Coast, you have a Baba that I want to definitely introduce you all to. Today we're going to talk about so many different topics related to Ifa, definitely some of the astrological components, but other things that you may be wondering about when it comes to the Ifa tradition. Overall. So before I do get started, I want Baba Gabriel to introduce himself a little bit, just kind of give a brief background on where he's located and what he's doing in relation to the tradition.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Like I said, my name is uh, Baba Gabriel Ephashagom. I was introduced into Ifa at the age of about sixteen. I uh, got my head read, find out that my orisha are Shango and Yemanja. Um, from then, I continued to study, but my studies kind of branched out. It wasn't exclusively Ifa. I studied uh, Kemet. I studied um, more so uh, the Tao and some of the Buddhist ways, some of the Vedic ways, because I found that they all kind of interlocked. And pretty much the energies matched each other. Um, got initiated in Nigeria uh, to be a Baba Lao. Um, pretty much had uh, about a good twenty Baba Laos there, and you know they told me they was like uh, your your path, your mission is to start a temple in the states and spread the word of Ifa. but spread the word of Ifa the way you able to convey it for those others. And I said I say, and time to go.
0: Ashay, I Ashay, I thank you for that brief intro, but I do want to go backwards a little bit because you mentioned that you got your hair red at the age of 16. So prior to that, what was life like from a religious or a spiritual perspective?
1: Well, um, my parents uh, were Muslim, grew up Muslim, uh, Muslim here in uh, Atlanta. So it was more so uh, along that pattern. Of the Islam, Islamic um, traditions, however, it came to a point where I needed a little something, a little bit more. Uh, mainly, my mother. It was my mother that introduced me into Ifa, but she was she wanted the spiritual aspect about it. You know, the spirits, the the ancestors that that part of it that you know wasn't really talked about. And so, uh, I pretty much went from um, I had a good springboard with Islam. So it led me into more so that rabbit hole of finding out, you know, more more of the things that we not necessarily hear about, taught about, or pretty much just kept away from us. So it kind of sparked my interest to, you know, let me do a little bit more studies. Let me find out more about this world and my ancestors
0: absolutely so definitely beautiful i think that's kind of how so many of us get there especially of those those of us in the diaspora who just been so lost from our traditions for so very long and it just takes those little baby steps for you to get to that space so you kind of talked about some of those key components that were missing that were lost what were those components
1: well and that's one thing that i found that's one thing that i find and um and spirituality and metaphysics. Uh, what it is, is we hold on to certain things because we are ancient, we are we are ancient people. We, our lineage goes back millions and millions and no telling probably further than that. I found that what would uh, cause me to be a little bit more diverse is I find that, you know, uh, our practices are so, you know, we practice things that are different and we hold on to little pieces and components of our history and we hold on to that as the whole piece whereas we're, we're diverse we're a lot of these things and what i found with efi is when you get to the bare bones of it efi is a divination system but it was a part of a totality but a lot of the totality that it was a part of end up got uh, was lost in in the book of uh, the destruction of the black civilization by chancellor williams he chronic he um he pretty much explained how we went from Ethiopia, King uh, Kemet, and migrated along the way. But in those migrations, a lot of things got lost. And so what we do is we hold on to pretty much, and, you know, this this what we, we do as a people. My grandmama said do this, so I'm going to do that. And we hold on to it where it's so much more. So, like, I, I, I tell, you know, people all the time, they be like, brother, you are more. And I'm like, yes, I agree. Brother, you Hebrew is like, yep, I, I'm that too, you know. Brother, you from Kimmy. Yep. So sure was. And I'm also if and I'm uh, you know, we we were so much more. I, we, we was also uh, in Tibet. There was times when, you know, we was in Asia where we built where they have the, you know, the the sculptures of the gods with the kinky hair and things like that. So with that, it was like, get no know, know your roots know find out a little bit more. Go past what you originally started at. Go past that and just keep going and no matter no matter how far you go is it's one of them things is like you it's kind of hard to find the bottom cuz we're so eternal it's so you just keep looking
0: 100 our knowledge is so extensive and vast and that's the whole reason why i do this podcast and show up in other forums that i show up in when i talk about african spirituality because it's, it's the totality of everything and ifa is very important to me obviously because this is something that i practice along with the haitian voodoo system but i say this all of the time in so many different ways that you know all of that is part of us even some of the systems that we don't think part of us we call it Asian because that's what we've been shown in the media and we come to think of it as something different, something other than but what is actually part really of was. us our culture exactly. And it is so vast and wide, you know, in the knowledge that we hold today, especially within the systems, even with EFA, we have to understand, you know, colonization still had an impact on Nigeria and other African nations. So We are dealing with remnants of our knowledge all over the world at this point. There's more knowledge in certain pockets than in other pockets, but we're not dealing with everything that we once had as a people group, so definitely. With that being said, I want you to talk about a little bit about the connection between EFA in particular and astrology, because this is another topic that is I think is so important for us to understand that connection there and how we can utilize both in order to help us in our day to day lives. Of
1: course. Um, Well, there was a it was a book uh, written uh, a while ago where they interviewed uh, uh, Baba Garegbi. And Gadegbi is the, he was the Babalao of the king. He was the highest Babalau. He was the one that pretty much trained all the other Babalaos in, um, in Africa. He was the man. So when he went to interview them, he was, uh, he, and they say he had pretty much the highest, he had access to the highest forms of fa or ifa. But when he went to inter, uh, interview him. He was saying that once you get to the higher forms of Ifa, it doesn't speak about demigods or spirits. It speaks about the interaction of the cosmos. Specifically, it speaks about astrology, because okay. once you know that everything is energy, everything energy relates to each other, then you realize that the Orisha aren't these uh beings that's in the heavens that's looking down on you like i'm gonna curse you no these are actual living entities just like the moon affects the tide where you get the word uh, lunatic from and you howling at the moon during the full moon the planets that gravitational uh, field it influences us and it we get so much cosmic dust today so that impacts us and those are energy grids so We have, you know, you have your planets like Venus, uh, Mercury, Mars. Those are Orisha because those planets have the same energetic uh, wavelength as the Orisha. If you look at any astrology book, any astrology book and look up Venus, look at the attributes of Venus, look at the houses that she owned. And if you could Mm -hmm. tell me that's not Oshun, then I'll be surprised. Every aspect to the T from the beauty, from the reflection, you know, from the... um, You know, everybody know Oshun likes her coin, Taurus, Mm -hmm. you know, Oshun likes her money. So it's like it repeats. You look at Mercury, it's Eshu, communication, analytics, things like that. Uh, Jupiter, Tehuti, Arumala, and Arumala's God of Wisdom. Uh, And that's what uh, Jupiter owns, your sages, your higher education, your your gurus. And so so on forth. the sun, of course, explanatory, Shango, all the planets revolve around the sun. And that's why in his Egyptian crown, it is a sun. So back, we understood the in the ancient times, we understood the, the correlation between the stars and heaven. I mean, and the stars and within ourselves, because just like I can say, uh, the planet Mercury owned by Eshu. Well, guess what? He also owns that nervous system inside of you, that nervous system, which communicates to, you know, all the parts of your body and things like that. It's the same energy. It repeats itself. Um, uh, say Shango owns the sun. He also owns that heart. And it's also the chakras as well, because each chakra is an Arisha that pretty much is associated with. So, once you learn that these energies will repeat themselves, then you know how to see what the Orisha are doing in real time. Where it's not, it doesn't become allegory, but it doesn't become just uh, a mythological story. It's real. If I look in the sky, sc- the skies and I see, oh, the sun is in Aries. That means Shango was in Ogun's house. That's fire on top of fire. He's, mm-hmm. he's in Ogun's house with all them weapons. And he's like, it's not, it's not that bad in here. I like it. Now, if Shango was in uh cancer, that's Yuman Giles' house. That's that moon, that nurturing fire and water. You know, it's 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 the sun naturally does not like to be in cancer because now you're taking all this this fiery in energy and you putting them with all that softness and all that you know that that compassion, that emotion, that and Shango's like, let's get it done. So the energies repeat themselves and it's because it's, first you have to start with where did the first astrology uh, sign come from? It came out of Ethiopia, Kemet, Egypt in the temple of Dendera, which is the temple of Oshun. And what they did was uh, during, the, of course, all of the invasions, we couldn't carry this stuff. We couldn't write this. We couldn't build new buildings because they was tearing it down. Everything that we built, they burned, they tore down. You know, Alexander of Macedonia, just one of them. So what we did was a lot of this stuff became mental and oral tradition, but the priests out of Kemet, they would say they said those were the original Baba because we everything got split up. All of our knowledge, resources, breathing techniques, uh, meditational techniques got split up. So we had to make it oral because when you pass things on uh, through oral tradition, it lives within you. And at the same time, you're able to keep the tradition alive.
0: And absolutely. they call them uh,
1: griots, griots in Africa. Those are the ones who remember the oral tradition.
0: The storytellers. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 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 And you brought up such a very poignant point there when you talked about, you know, like the writing and also the oral tradition, because that's another thing that is kind of falsely passed down so much to say that, you know, everything was oral. No, we had a writing system. We still have a writing system, right? Oh, yeah. And we had it a whole very... library
1: in Timbuktu. They got burned. Exactly.
0: exactly. Very thorough. Just as thorough as the languages that we speak today of the colonizer. It's just that we had to then relearn all of this when we were taken into the respective parts of the earth or if they came into our territory and forced their ways upon us. But we did have those systems in place. The oral tradition is there and it, it remains. So I'm not taken away from that dynamic, but it's also important for people to understand that we do have writings to this day that express what we were who we are i should say as a people and you know what we believed and how we interacted with with each other during those times so definitely thank you for all of those points tell me how can someone how do you feel like someone can utilize that knowledge of astrology integrated with ifa um, to serve their highest good
1: Easy. I was I was told by my original teacher that wisdom is doing the right thing at the right time to the right degree with the right people. So once you get that right timing down and everything is timing, everything is timing. You you step outside at the wrong time, then, you know, you never know what happened. So it was a um, it was a black uh, physicist who discovered I believe his last name was Gates, uh, Charles Gates. It slipped my mind, but he discovered that this universe is nothing but. Uh, a binary code of ones and zeros it's a big computer matrix it's a computer matrix that has a consciousness to it and we all know about or or some of us know about the akashic records where everything is recorded in the cosmos so when you record this information and it's pretty much just ones and zeros and bits of information then you know the cheat code to the game when you know the cheat code to the game then life is so much easier you know um is especially with astrology if you know that issue isn't doing well in your particular astrological chart and you have a problem with communicating you look in if you have to communicate if you have to have that conversation with your spouse or your children and you see that issue isn't doing well in the sky in the uh, skies he's in pisces you know issue is like detail facts and pisces is watery loving. he does not like that when you know that that's not a good time to talk your your message is going to be lost in translation. People are going to hear things that that you did not intend for them to hear. So you do things when the energy motivates you. That way you're not swimming upstream. You are going with the current of life, and everything is energy is. If you know how to ride those particular currents of energy, then things just magically happen. We say it's luck, but really luck is just you doing things at the right time, and you pretty much taking advantage of it. And when you know what it is and that's why you know uh, you know your head readings you know your life path you know how these reaches are interacting with you then you can plan accordingly where you are you are the causal effect you know and not the one that's receiving the effect you cause the, you cause the situation but you're not receiving the karma the problems the sad the, the heartache that is attached to it so if I want to do something any uh, good venture then i know as of right now i believe uh uh mercury i mean the moon is in uh in virgo right now Yumanja is giving emotional enlightenment and energy to communication you know it's a full it was a full moon of virgo a full moon of eshu so eshu's energy is a little bit more prevalent he's an aquarius aquarius is more of that energy, feeling, new age, this, that, and other. So it's an excellent time to talk about your new age things. It's an excellent time to talk about spirituality. And that's when it's like, but if you follow the cycle, you follow the flows. And when you know those flows, then, you know, why go upstream? You looking for a mate? See how Venus is doing that day. See how Oshun is doing that day. If Oshun is uh, in her own sign of Libra or Taurus, that means that energy is real sweet say a little prayer to her because she heard that energy that's pulsating is more so giving that extra ashay that you would need so that's how we did it before in the past that's how our our ancients did it because we looked at the uh, sky we looked at the skies when is this harvest going to be when is this oh this is happening in the skies and i noticed when this happens in the sky this happens on earth so we was able to take that information, utilize it, and maximize it for our own benefit. So it essentially, it's the same thing. It's like, why why go through life blind when you don't have to? If I could sit there and tell you that uh, it's a good chance you could get in a car accident next week, that's something you would want to know, you know. Why be, if it's going to happen, it's going <laughs> to happen. No, the only thing that we can control is birth and death. Anything else can be can be shifted maneuvered. you can go off your path you can get on your path you can you have free will and choice
0: that's it absolutely i, I agree with you 100% i i find that a lot of the things with astrology also align with my ifa reading any time that mercury is going into retrograde mercury being the energy of issue I it, yes you will always come up in my reading's like okay is, you need to give a sacrifice you got to deal with some stuff mm-hmm. and I'm aware of that because I was actually born during a mercury retrograde period so I feel every mercury retrograde I don't care what sign it is in I feel the impact of it to some degree sometimes more sometimes less but I feel that energy and without even having that connection initially it would always come up issues like you need to give some right mm-hmm. during that particular time so I just got used to it and I know when Mercury is retrograding and I'm like okay it's you let's do some things because I know I'm going to get tripped up if you know things Because he
1: He holding that energy back when they retrograde exactly. that means they pulling that energy back so right. that means if somebody pulling away from you you got to work a little bit hard to, be harder to get it and depending exactly. on how how it, you know it comes up in your chart you know it makes a difference.
0: It does. I explain to people, you know, a retrograde is pretty much like their energy taking a vacation, just like we need a Mm -hmm. vacation, you go on vacation, you don't want to hear something work-related. You may deal with an emergency here and there if you absolutely have to, but otherwise you just want to relax and chill, right? So mm-hmm. the planet is, or the energy, whatever you want to call it, is doing the exact same thing at that moment. So we don't have full access to it in the same way. So we got to do our own part, right? When you know mm-hmm. that key person in the office is missing, then other people have to work around in order to get things done so it's not going to be as fast or as efficient as it typically would be if you know a normal situation where that key person mm-hmm. is active and doing what they're supposed to be doing so definitely um how do you advise people as a bible to combine that knowledge of astrology with getting ephod divination and working with the you know system of ephod what would you tell somebody if they want to interact with both of the systems
1: well, um I would say they they kinda intertwine. Uh the easiest way to know about Ephah is to learn about astrology. The easiest way to learn about astrology is to know about EFA. They are they are married and uh especially with astrology because it's so it's so readily accessible you can look up um uh, get any astrology book and they'll tell you the energies of the planet the sun represents this it's your courage it's your you know mars is your fight and you just replace that with their arisha names ogun is your fight he's your will your ability to say no uh Yemanja is your nurturing side your emotional side or the moon but just like we have uh living cells and you know living thoughts so orisha you know it's they are doing things they're interacting This the stories that we hear from back in the day when you know uh uh shango i mean uh uh ogun wa- wanted to court oba and he had to do a sacrifice of six corns to eshu and that's how he was able to get then you know what you'd see that was back in the day but that does not mean it is not prevalent or present as well so and that's why I say when you look at these stars are doing right now and you could say, OK, oh, yeah, uh, shoot. Uh, Shango, the sun is conjunct Mercury or the sun is sitting right next to issue. So they their energies are combining.
0: So would you say that then an individual would still need to do e 5 devination in combination with getting the astrological reading, you know, yes. like kind of give us a little bit more input on how okay. somebody I, do that in the day? I'll, I'll
1: use my I'll use myself as as an example. Um now what I what I use is um I use Vedic astrology. And the only difference between Vedic and Western astrology, when you look at the chart, Vedic astrology is the time you took your first breath what was the constellation right above your head, you know? And it's pinpointed. That's why they ask you for the time of birth did the exact location because they want to know what was going on right when you took your first breath, when you got that first breath of life, what was going on? Uh, when I was born, the constellation of Virgo was right over my head. So that's my ascendant, Virgo. A lot of communication, things like that. So it's that's that's the issue in me. That, that part of me, my personality very issue even though my head orisha is shango my female orisha my my feet or my my female guardian angel is mother naturally you know um i i'm shango my, my path is to walk shango the highest form of shango be responsible uh be a leader um, more so being controlled, control the emotions, this, that, and the other with my yemen job, then I find the highest forms of that knowing how to dream, knowing how to meditate trance and things like that. So, but now you take the astrological standpoint of it. The, astro- the astrological standpoint of it is, uh, your blueprint. Uh, when you was born, this is your blueprint. My blueprint is virgo so now it, it adds an extra layer dimension to it so not only am i shango not only my I yamaja i have a issue uh vibe as well where i'm very analytical I've, i'm more of that earth sign and it plays out and then you take it a step further how are those planets or orisha doing inside of your particular chart my sun shango my moon Yemaja, and the person who owns virgo which is a uh, uh, all went, went to the fifth house of capricorn so my fifth house of capricorn and capricorn is more so like that babaluaya slash you know energy is it's, it's more so your your structure it's your your planning it's that it's not fun it's get it done you know but so in all of these planets my issue uh my yumanja my shango is in this house of now, and it's also spiritual techniques because the fifth is spiritual techniques. So when it comes to that, it, it gives me a shape. Now, if I was a baby and I was to read this, you know, and I was to read this uh, as the parent, I'll, I can tell and guide the parents to this is how the child is going to be. This is what they're going to have a natural talent for. This is what they're not going to have a natural talent for. Uh, the planets represent or the Risha are your talents. What do you have a talent for? If your Mercury issue is doing very well, you have a great, you know, you have great communication spiel- skills. Mm-hmm. The houses are your areas of life Well, we all have the same 12 areas of life. The first is your sense of self. The second is your money. Third is siblings. Fourth is your home and happiness. Fifth is spiritual techniques, politics. But we all have this. But where the planets are or the Orisha are, show how do you do well with it? Because what it is, is these energies, and it's all vibration. These planets are sending vib- uh, vibrational waves to us. Now, we are actually giving off vibrational waves. Now, if your talent is, uh, let's say, you, it's, it's, you have a great talent at uh, Yemanja things. You're very nurturing. You're giving, say that, that key that Yemanja is sending is a C you're sending that same C note right back to her and y'all making perfect harmony. Now, let's just say uh, Yamaha is sending a C, the note C, a whole note C, and you're playing an E-flat. And it, it it starts to clash and make a weird uh, uh, music. Now, everything is vibration. So when that clash happened of bad music, it slowly condenses down to problems. It slowly condes- condenses down to... Um, Negative aspects of that of that energy. You'd be like, I don't, me and my mom got into an argument. The reason why y'all got into an argument was because the uh the universal archetype of motherhood was sending one note. Your belief system had you send another note, and it created an imbalance or stress, because stress is basically when two things are going in opposite directions. The universe is telling you this. And you but your belief system is this, and now you're causing stress. So that's how the daily application, I could say in a nutshell, it it, it relieves stress. Know what's going on so if right, if if a planet is debilitated or an orisha is debilitated, then that planet with that orisha wanna be left alone. And they it's the same. It's it's that 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 exact same energy. And to take it a step further, uh back in uh Egypt Kemet, uh, we they say, you know, when we die. They, we wanted to go to the star Sirius. You know, Sirius is Osir, Asa, uh, Osar, Obatala, Osiris. But it was a star system. Whereas Obatala is the uh, king of the underworld or Shango is the king of this world. So this world is Shango's world. Everything revolves around the sun. He is the king. But when you pass, now you go to the Sirius, the Sirius star system in your elevation. And now you went to that Obatala's underworld where they say the real power where we originally uh, seeded from that's why the Dogon said we came from Sirius we came from Sirius A and C before they even knew what that Sirius a and C was before we even had the technology so it's the energy repeats itself at the end of the day the mm-hmm. same stars that's it that's why what they say um if you was to point a, a telescope you have to point it out if you point it at a city, and it looks at people. People look just like stars. It they light up just like stars. We we are the same energy. So, we are stardust. So it's, we're nothing but stardust, and we're not held together by anything. All of this is just light.
0: Tell me a little bit more. Then so we're talking about the astrological events. If you know somebody gets deep into that and understand understand that part of it, then you know why is the sacrifice there both necessary in the spiritual system why do we need to feed the orishas so to speak
1: Ah, and that's and now the thing about it is everything is energy everything repeats itself so you have to if you look at this world it just is a 3d world it won't make any sense if you look at this world the way uh, neo from the matrix saw it and it was just like ones and zeros in one big grid then it makes sense because what the uh the elbow is it's um What you're doing is say you have an imbalance with a certain energy. You collect things of that energy and you offer it to uh, the higher energy. The act of collecting those things, the act of paying the money, the act of going to the store, the act of all of it. You're really doing it for yourself because Mm -hmm. you're you're actually going out and doing so. You may think, okay. I, you know, need to, you know, uh, sacrifice these herbs or this, that, and the other for Obatzala. I may give cotton to Obatsala, but what you're doing is you're sacrificing your ego because now you believe. And when you believe now you, you going out and I'm getting this cotton and this, that, and the other, and everything is attached to each other. It's a, There's a spirit world as well. So Yes, you are. And technically, we say we give that energy to Obatala, but you're really giving it to the Obatala in yourself because you're getting your frequency in tune to that universal frequency of peace.
0: Beautifully stated. stated. Yes. Love it, because that's what I try to explain to people as well. They don't understand, you know, especially since we've come away from the notion of sacrifice, even though it is part of every major religion, everything. you know, they, forgotten it because you know now Christianity teaches that that's done away with. We're in a new dispensation and you know Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice so forth and so on and so we've kind of we've so many people have gotten away from that and they consider it to be evil for you to sacrifice an animal or you know to give offerings whatever it may be and they don't understand why we are doing that. It's an exchange of energy and like you said to, to basically match that energy where we're deficient so that we can come Up and get the things that
1: we need on a day to day -hmm. basis. So, and that's and that's and that's 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 all it really boils down to. We get we get we get caught up in the uh and the indoctrination of oh, you're not supposed to do that. That's voodoo. And I'm like, well, shoot, good, that's what it was supposed to be. That means I'm doing the right thing, you know, but it's all it's it's a it's a form of quantum physics that's all it is is quantum physics so once you get into uh quantum physics you realize quantum physics is nothing but voodoo uh entanglement all of that basically you're taking this energy over here and, and affecting this energy over here how was that done and they couldn't figure it out einstein couldn't figure it out he he you know it, it blew his mind but once you know quantum physics you know that The art of sacrifice and this what we do divination it is some of the highest sciences out there that modern times are just now catching up to so Mm -hmm. it's the um it's the old experiment where if you was to take and write love on the glass and you freeze it it makes perfect geometric shapes how is that explained if you write hate on the glass and you freeze it it makes ugly deformed shapes That's quantum physics because you're going off of your intent and your energy is affecting that. But that's a higher science that modern science or Western science is just now keeping uh, catching up to.
0: I say just now presenting to us. Right. (laughs) Because you have the elites and so many people who have been using our technology doing
1: sacrifices all day.
0: There you go, and telling us not to do it, right? So mm-hmm. they're, they're telling us it's like this is evil, this is the money because they know that that is power, that is our power, and we when we interact with it the right way, then we can be so much better, so much different than we are. They're in the background doing it. But telling mm-hmm. you not to do it, telling you to give your energy, your words and your power to this figure that we refer to as Jesus, you know, it's, it's a whole, on a whole
1: it's, nother And level. it's like, what is what is advertisement? But a form of voodoo, I'm going to sit there and present, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, images and sounds that affect you to make you go out and do something and spend money. <laughs> I didn't have to touch you. I didn't have to do. I just presented a certain thing to you and it influenced you. It's pretty much who, you know, who holds, if the, if the rabbit holds the gun, then it's a problem.
0: Synchronicity. Because what you just said, I literally was talking to a client about that this morning. And I said the marketing, the advertising that they do, that is a form of voodoo. That is a form of magic. It's what you would call magic because they know how to do saturation, right? They're just continuously feeding you Mm -hmm. the same thing. And they're showing you certain imagery to entice you to get something. That's magic. So, you oh, know, however God. you want to break it down, it's the same notion. But we're told that it's something different. And we've been conditioned, unfortunately, to think that it is something completely different than what we should be dealing with. Because, so, you
1: know, we... We we uh, as we we've been receiving we've been receiving information from people that we gave the rec- uh, information to. It's like the old elementary school game where you put children in a circle and you whisper in their ear, and they got by the time it comes all the way around, it's something different. That's what we at. We getting something totally different from what we originally whispered. Like you know, uh, like Christianity for example. I found you know as a Baba Lao, I'm very much. I find that I'm very much a Christian the original form of christianity most people don't understand what the original form of christianity is with the essenes the essenes was the very first orthodox christian group but the thing about the Essenes were they were strict vegetarians they were solar gazers and they did not practice uh fornication and adultery those they were the ones who got uh constantine to accept christianity they were they uh Pretty much buried their Bible in the uh, in the in, in Ethiopia in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they found it. And the this particular group was not like, you know, what we pr- practice today. They was very much into magic. They was very much into uh, astrology, you know. They, but and it was more so. It was a culture, and actually, it was a, a female ran culture. The feminine energy was the ones who were the inner circle of it, because story goes, Aknaton the Pharaoh, um, when he left uh, Kemet to go uh, uh, preach his, practice his spirituality, he took a group of three hundred women, you know, some children in there, but they went to what was known as will be Mount Sinai, and they created temples there. But they were solar gaze. His sole purpose was to teach them immortality. And he was teaching them immortality because he found and he had access to, you know, all the spiritual techniques that we were so much more than what we were back then. And this is ancient Egypt. But he said we were so much more. So he went to teach them uh, solar gazing. That group was the group that pretty much produced Moses and so on and so forth. So So that's why the first uh, church is in Ethiopia. Because that's where it started. But by this time at when, you know, it was like everything got pretty much watered down and, you know, we we get retold stories that wasn't necessarily the story of that time
0: even the biblical text, though, if you look at it, it's, it's an astro theological book, right? Mm-hmm. So, we have the use of crystals and stones, we have you know divination. You're talking about the Euro yeah. and the thumb, we're the Levitical priesthood were diviners, All right? So, you, you have to have, know the
1: ordinance of the sky. How do you know God? You must know the ordinance of the sky,
0: that's right. That, that sounds I mean, like astrology to me so many so many elements of it even they took um the book of tobit out and it absolutely explains how to do certain types of magic doing you know what we would call hoodoo or voodoo in today's world so okay. all of those elements are present but again it's the brainwashing somebody interpreting it for you saying well this is really what was happening or this is it or you know that was it. that's one of the reasons why i tell people too you know if people of african descent don't just automatically throw away the Bible because there are a lot of true elements to it. And at the end of the day, the writings were taken from our people group. They just been misinterpreted purposely um, and presented to us as something other than what they truly are. It's mm-hmm. not the word of God, those who are writings of our ancestors of things that they were dealing with and things that they were doing. So, you know, if, That still helps you when you transition into ACR, whether it be E-File or what have you. Absolutely use that, you know, keep that dynamic there. I can still go back to the Bible because I don't look at it in the same way that I used to look at it. Right. Because, you know, I do know it was a tool to enslave us. It was used as a tool Mm -hmm. to enslave us but just like with astrology or anything else you just have to learn it for yourself and understand the true context of it and where it came from so yeah a lot
1: of stuff that's going but just going back with inside go inside yourself because Mm -hmm. what happened is when we get you get too caught up in these texts and textbooks you're going outside yourself and you're creating a natural imbalance within yourself so just like you're supposed to go outside and read these texts you're all supposed to take what you read and contemplate on it And let that story talk to you. It's the same as the Odoos. Um, you can I could throw an oracle and get an Odoo, but once I pretty much call that Odoo, it starts to talk to me. And that energy starts to come through. And it's like, because you got to realize with any proverb, with any uh oh these ancient stories have energies attached to them. They have ancestors that's attached to them, and these ancestors come through, they talk to you, and that's well, we were, we were ancestral uh people. We knew that energy can never uh be created or destroyed. We knew that consciousness cannot be destroyed. So we are, we did things around that where it's like, um it was, everything was as, as a transition. Whereas nowadays we, we look at the ice cube and when the ice cube melts on a uh, hot summer day, we mourn and say, it died. It's dead. That ice cube is gone. No, it didn't. You just can't see it no more. It it, it evaporated. It, it went up It went up to the sky. And you could see it in the sky. But guess what? It's coming right back down. And with nowhere, your perception just of it well changed.
0: It just transformed into a different state of being. You know, same as us. Like you said, the the spirit, it doesn't die. You know, our bodies and what we have from a physical material perspective definitely dissipates. But our spirit, it remains. So... Definitely. So, very, very beautiful discussion here. Where are you right now in terms of your spiritual walk?
1: Well, um, I'm pretty much I'm all in on my spirituality. Like uh, as of right now, this uh, this is pretty much my official. I'm coming out. I was like I say, I have that Virgo energy. I study, I read, I practice, Mm -hmm. I meditate, and so. Um, what I did was I, I would, I would do readings, you know, friends and family, you know, things like that more so, and just more so to hone that craft, to sharpen that craft to, you know, where these old dudes can really talk to me. And so that's where I am now is, um, I'm building my temple and more so spreading. And my thing is, is I'm trying to teach people whatever I know, everything I know, I want to give it to you. Because then what that is, then you take it in, you get something and you pass. That's how it is. I find far too many people nowadays, they get a little bit of information and they want to hold on to it. And it's like they want to this, that. And I'm like, I'm not no interest. I'm not interested in it. I'm interested in like minded people, because the only thing that's real nowadays is people our own brothers and sisters, that energy, that energy is worth more than anything. And once you learn how to be able to tap into that and you have that energy, I I read somewhere a while back that you have two types of uh, beings in the universe, service to self and service to others. The service to uh, others, they don't care about themselves. They just take care of other people and those what you call your Arisha, your angels, your saints or whatever, where they're not looking for the outcomes of your gurus, they're and they're taken care of in turn because of the energy they, they give. Then you have the service to self. That's like your, your, your cancerous cell, your, your energy vampires, your, your people who are just me, me, you know. If I get a little bit, I'm trying to, you know, start. I don't I don't care about any of that. It's about we have to get back into that service to others energy. Um back to the astrology. We all know that the the the, the times is changing. We we've come and came out of Pisces, we going into that Aquarius that aquarius energy is that thinking outside the box it's more so that um uh, that uh that new age that metaphysics so back in the old days of that pisces energy, energy everything was blurred and we was in pisces for a while where all the energy was blurred and if if you want to look at what the energy was you can you could tell who ruled that um who ruled that era by the energies that was around so when we was in pisces it was the time of Jesus. Turn the other cheek. Love your neighbor. Who was before Jesus. Before Jesus, it was uh, 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 the ram, Aries. So Moses came down and he found he the ram horn when he came from Mount Sinai. That's when we was in the time of the ram. But he got mad at the people because they was worshiping a bull the bull was Taurus so he got mad because they we went from Taurus to Aries but they were still in the time seal worshiping the bull of Taurus so now we're out of the Pisces and we're going into the Aquarius age of it where now it's more so of the it's time for us to become re-enlightened. It's time for us to remember. Cause Pisces is a fog. You forget. You don't know. It's unconditional love. It's I am you. You is me, you know, and you you don't have no no boundaries, no definition. So now we're getting back into that time of um that occurs. And I think my job is to help us remember who we are. Like we forgotten who we are. And yeah. uh it was a uh one of the priests and uh kemet by the time that the romans uh took over he gave he was responsible for the history of the pharaohs from uh the very first till we got to the roman greco you know but he had every pharaoh and that's how they was able to get it but what they don't ever talk about is he said also that at one point in time demigods ruled the earth demigods and that was the, the guys that you see your abatalas your yemanjas your shangos they ruled the earth but he said before then man ruled the earth and man was god man and woman was god he said man we had 360 senses but we lost those senses in dna so well, now we only have five senses but they they chalked that up as you know all oh, that's you know that's you know, fairy tale talk, but they took his order of pharaohs, but they didn't took that part that at one point in time we had 360 uh, senses. And as, you know, melanated people, when they came out with the whole human genome project, they said modern 6,000 years ago, modern Africans made it with Neanderthals to create the races. Where did these modern Africans come from? Because we were never Neanderthals, you know, and they also say we have ghost DNA in us. And the ghost DNA is it came from a higher species that is just floating in our genes that is not doing anything at all. Where did that come from? So I make that's a long story short is I'm I'm just here to just help us remember who we were, and who we are. Exactly,
0: I mean, Aquarius is revolutionary too, and I very wrote
1: revolutionary. My-
0: Yes, I wrote about this on my blog. You know, this is a time of great transition. And this is another reason why we do see so many things happening nowadays, because the powers that be are trying to stop a lot of these transitions, but they cannot be stopped because they're already ordained by spirit to come during Mm -hmm. this particular dispensation of time. And so now we're in a phase of Aquarius where we are going to see a whole lot of revolting and people transitioning and getting back, To themselves and getting back to um, knowledge of self right as we Mm -hmm. continue to go down this path and there's so many different things that are going to happen throughout this transition that we need to be aware of a lot of these um, old systems are being overturned they're going to be they're starting to be we're just seeing the beginning of it right now but as we go along we're going to see a major overhaul because that's what Aquarius is about like okay Mm -hmm. let's get Back in order and it requires revolution. And revolution is important. The word is so important because it's not just, well, we're just going to transition. Revolution involves oftentimes fighting, battle, and things that people don't necessarily want to see, chaos, things like that. But it is necessary. We go into that kind of Shiva dynamic, order out of chaos here. Because that's Mm -hmm. what's about to happen as we Mm -hmm. move forward in this particular transition, in this age of Aquarius that we kind of really are at the crust of right now.
1: And we also we have to one thing we have to remember what that is. Our colonizers know our skills just as well as we uh, we do ourselves. So they know what Aquarius is. They know revolution. But the thing about Mm -hmm. it is we don't you don't get provoked. You got to realize that the real revolution come within yourself. You know, the real revolution means you getting back to who you once were, and then once you do that, your energy level will be totally in tune with the energy of, you know, that other cosmos. And then things naturally you you pretty much use you end up sparking a revolution without even know it because you just in tune. So that's one of the things we can't be provoked into, you know, things because of the energy, because you know that's what people do. If I if I know something gonna happen, it's it's like that um. That old uh, medieval movie, I think it was Martin Lawrence or one of them, where he went back in time, but he knew it was going to be an eclipse. So, what did he do? He said, Oh, y'all better let me go. Or I'm going to make the sky go black. And mm-hmm. the sky went black, and they, were, oh, Lord, because he mm-hmm. knew. So, you have to be careful. People know when you know. So, the thing is, you cultivate that energy within yourself, read, learn, find out your ancestors. Find out, you know, how these energies work, how these Arisha work, because these Arisha's as they are they are energies of us. You know, it's like it's Mm -hmm. they 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 are so intertwined with us and they work for us. They, they, you know, just like we work for them. It is a marriage. So once you know that, once you know that you can cultivate that and it works on on your behalf, because um, Mm -hmm. back in Ethiopia, There was no word for it. We didn't call them gods. It was the technical term was laws or it was the law where you have the law of love, the law of repulsion, the law of uh, and they were basically the characteristics, the beautiful characteristics of us. So when you knew those laws and those universal laws, then you know how to work with the laws. You're not trying to work against gravity. You know what gravity going to do, you know, so you work with it and you use it to your your, uh, benefit, just like the, you know, the law of relationship. You have to have the highest balance of that, the uh, dysfunctional, imbalanced relationships. Now you're breaking that universal law and creating those bi- bad vibrations within you and vibrations slow down to become physical manifestation.
0: One hundred percent. Absolutely. There's so many so much knowledge. And I will have to even correct you at one point because you said they know us as well as we know us. They actually uh, know us better than we know. Mm-hmm. Us because so they've been studying us. Self, exactly. We, we don't have that knowledge of self anymore because we are so disconnected from our traditions, from, um, you know, what we once our ancestors once knew. There's epigenetic memory there, as you alluded to in the beginning. Definitely. But a lot of people aren't tapped in because they're on this religiosity tip. Right. So they're so much focused on what well, the Bible say this or, you know, my preacher said this or so forth and so on. And they won't look beyond that information that has been fed to us to really dig into them, their true selves. And But this is the age for that. So I'm not condemning oh, yeah. anybody when I say that because we've all gone through it. Just some people get out of it quicker than other people do. But this is where we are. This is where the revolution begins, as you said, within yourself. Because now we're going to rise up against all of the false information that we've been Mm -hmm. given and connect back with self connect back with those energetic forces that have always been with us but Mm -hmm. now we're going to connect with them on another dimension and that's where we get to see our blessings that's where we get to see um harmony balance because that's what i talk about a lot too you know practicing atr is about harmony and balance a lot of people want to focus on the magic and they just want, you know, what can I get out of it? Well, I want my relationship, right. I want my uh, money, right. I want this and that, but it's so much more than the material aspects. It's about if once you align yourself, all of that other stuff falls in line by itself. Mm -hmm. And that's what people have to understand. But so many of us, unfortunately, are not there because we've given all of our energy to this, you know, God, prophet jesus whatever you want to call that particular energetic force and we lost touch with other energetic forces you
1: know See, my pop my baba law told me jesus is the most overworked Grisha in history
0: there you go there you <laughs> he <is> go <laughs> he's probably tired of us by now I'm like come on, man. come on call on somebody else right
1: now. <laughs> i know right what, what? have you seen buddha anybody seen buddha
0: that's it that's he ain't it. doing
1: nothing <laughs> somebody go that's wake him a, up
0: that's a true, take some of these prayers there's a force in that because i don't deny you know the potency the power that is in calling on that name because again that's a self-belief right so mm-hmm. it is going to present some layer of power energy for you that's why you know people are. it's hard for people to let go because they attribute every good thing that they've gotten in life to this power that you call Jesus. And you're like, well, I'm not letting my Jesus go because Jesus has been X, Y, Z, so forth and so on for me, not understanding it. First of all, Jesus was the name of a slave ship that brought many of our ancestors into the Americas. But beyond that, it is still a real energetic force. It's Mm -hmm. about how you use that force. And, be um, it Hezu
1: or be it Yashua or, or Emmanuel or whoever the, whoever the character was. Shall,
0: whoever you call it. However whoever
1: you, call, you it. call
0: Exactly. So it's just about how you utilize that energy. That's why I don't try to take anything from anybody, right? Because if, if it's working for you, you go ahead. Like, I don't have a problem with it. But understand that you are missing so much more when you're just focused on that one energetic force, because you you are, you are so much more than that. We're made up of so many different energetic forces. So definitely. Mm-hmm. So where are you right now as far as working as a Baba? You know, you mentioned that you're starting your temple up. Are you open, available for people? Oh yeah, with-
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I recommend everybody, you know, uh, get your get your Arisha uh get your life path more so your do and you know your do is your specific O do um once you know the divination comes and that throws and it says you know you are uh oceyuk yeku then it's like and then I can be like that's that's your personal open sesame Because all of those millions of ancestors that pretty much were in Oshayeku or Oshaytura or, um, you know, they are in there. So when you call it, that's your invoking because that's the energy that you was created with. So when you do any spiritual work, you invoke that and then you do the spiritual work. And because now you're you're not doing it by yourself, you're doing it with all of those ancestors that was there with you. Um, So, yes, definitely. I recommend and when I, I do the head reading, I do it all at one time. I I do your your personal Odu, your life path, and then your Orisha. I also like to give the uh the story is it called uh, or is called uh Pataki with the Odu because a lot of the Odu's and your life path stories they it it just comes back to that story. There's a story of uh Oshun where she saw o- Olu Dumari said uh, God, she was he was sad. She said, what's the matter? And he was like, the, the men, they, they down on Earth and they war. They keep fighting. And she was like, I thought you sent some Orisha down there to, you know, handle that. And he was like, I did, but they didn't do it. And she was like, you know what? I got you. So Oshun came down to Earth, went in the middle of the battlefield, took off her, her clothes, butt naked. The both troops on both sides were stunned. She went and made love to that uh, group of troops, went and made love to that group of troops. And by that time, they didn't want to fight no more. She went off by the river, collapsed, and rumala uh, saw the whole thing. And he came up so soon, and she was like, what, you, you trying to take advantage of me? And he was like, no, I seen the whole thing. And he covered her up. He gave her his ring, gave her his food, everything. And uh, they end up getting married. So if you was to get that story. I'll, you can you could take it and you then you 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 break it down. Okay, number one, you got to be careful of men that want to take advantage of you. You got to take be careful of men that you know um, that pretty much just only want you for your body. You need to follow a wise man. The ones that's over there, the knuckleheads, leave them alone. Find you a wise man. You know your your life path is on. You have a a great journey uh, from the creator. You're on a mission, but you're gonna be exhausted from the mission. So it's like you take the stories and then you break them down into real time, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the real time, what does it mean in today's time? You know, the wars can be you can have uh two coworkers, you can have two uh uh your bosses at work and you in the middle of it and you coming home and you tired. So that means, you know, when you come home, you need your man to be have wisdom. You need your man to be able to, you know, shelter you, protect you because of the things that you're dealing with so it, it applies and it is you know every and every do oh do has a a story but you find the wisdom in that oh do and you apply it to yourself when you be like okay this is what i need to watch out for
0: even me i would I would say you know it would be applicable to making love and not war right so be a peace love
1: not war mm-hmm.
0: instead of focusing on the negativity you know try that's to exactly be- what she did exactly she made love and not war you know and that's important for us to get that. And those are allegories and things like that as well that I try to get people to understand because, you know, it can be confusing, especially if you go online and you read a lot of this information with the different narratives and um, the myths and things like that. And they are put in place to be allegories, to, to tell stories, but it's hard to separate that when we've been dealing with so much myth in the Bible that we've been told is true. So people try to approach the systems in the same way. Well, they see this myth in this story over here and they automatically want to say, well, this actually happened. And it's more of just a lesson. Like, you know, let it's me teach you mm-hmm. through this mm-hmm. narrative. But because of our conditioning, we want to say, well, this absolutely 100% took place so you know you have and, to also and, filter out those dynamics
1: and that's how we that's how you know we that's how we used to teach wisdom to each other back in the day uh anansi mm-hmm. the spider uh mm-hmm. the story of uh the the monkey who wanted to cross the river on the alligator's back and it, you know when the, I think when you tried to eat the monkey the monkey was like well why did you try to eat me and he was like because i'm an alligator that's what i do i even know i made you promises now I doubt there was a certain point in time where there was a monkey talking to an alligator. However, in that story, is so much wisdom because it teaches you, like my my Angelo say, when people show you who they are, believe them. And that yeah. was the message of that story: believe them. If you see a snake, stop trying to make a snake into a pe- into into uh, a a It's a snake. Like yeah. just, no matter how how much you try to pet it and you know to give it all the love <laughs> in the world, it's still gonna be a snake. So it's a lot of the um the stories they 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 are there that personal allegory because it is where and it's meant for you to reflect on it to get the wisdom of it and to see how it's applicable applicable to your life one
0: hundred percent so definitely so many different elements of e five astrology just our knowledge is so vast and wide all over the world and it's important for people to get that knowledge so i definitely thank you for being here with us today baba gabriel i um would ask you to definitely talk to people about you know where they can find you and i'm going to put some of your links in the description box as well wherever this uh podcast is showing up i'm going to place it on um on the regular podcast space spotify and everything and also youtube so you will be able to find it in the description box if you want to get in touch with baba gabriel
1: yes ma'am but before i get into where um where you can find me it's uh i just want to because i like to get in solutions as well one of the meditations that i do daily is uh the balancing program i first heard about it by dr jewel pukram it's a very simple meditation. You are looking at three geometric shapes for five minutes apiece. I do it when I first wake up in the morning. And the first one is a circle with a dot in it. The second one is the plus sign. And the third is the equilateral triangle. Those symbols right there are so ancient that we don't even know. We speak about the cross, not knowing that the cross came from the equilateral triangle. We see people throw up the, the diamond sign and I'm this and I'm that. That came from Delta. Where did the Delta come from? Delta came from Pythagoras. Where did Pythagoras get it from? Pythagoras went to Egypt, Kemet, and he went there just to learn. And they turned him away until he had to do a 40 day uh, fast. He came back. They admitted him into the schools of Kemet and he stayed for 22 years. When he left and created his own mystery schools, he in order to become a part of his mystery school, you had to do that meditation for seven years to be admitted. It raises the emotional and the mental coefficients of your brain and it balances you out. It heals you of the trauma without you not even know it, I even know it because the, everything is symbols. So, and you just looking at it, you, you are uh, syncing with those divine symbols and it naturally raises your uh, consciousness. So that one is one that I just recommend for anybody, 15 minutes a day. If you don't know what meditation to do, you don't know what mantra to do, you don't know what to do start with that the balancing program okay but as far as me you can find my um you can find me on instagram it is ifa shagun underscore uh metaphysics and you spell ifa shagun i-f-a-s-e-g-u-n underscore metaphysics and my uh email is ifa shagun Onk temple i-f-a-s-e-g-u-n a n k h temple at gmail.com and that's how you can get in contact with me but like i say i really do like to give solutions because so many people like to talk about the spiritual stuff and this Mm -mm, i'll I'll give you something practical and that you could use and that's one thing that if i want to manifest stuff i use i go inside my it's a cave it's a meditation i do called the cave meditation i go inside my subconscious and i ask my spirit guides Take me to the highest part of create of uh, uh, creation, the highest I can get to creation. Take me there. And I usually in just floating in just absolute space when I'm there, I try to do three to four things with my mind. I try to first visualize the sun inside the sun. I start to spin it while writing what I want inside of that sun and chanting a mantra that go along with it so i'm doing those four things at one time and seeing it and when i'm finished I you know disperse it and let it go but at that point i'm creating i'm creating very subtle vibrational waves and like a wave it start off small but it gains momentum the more you drop the more it start and those waves are physical manifestation it condenses slows down to 3d so I try to be a little bit I like I like to give all my techniques shoot I, mm-hmm. I like to give them away for free cuz when I find when you empty your cup it gets filled up with even more
0: 1000 yes thousand percent. So there you have it, guys. I hope you've enjoyed. I definitely did. So much knowledge, so much wisdom from this young man and definitely reach out to him if you are interested in his services. So just learning more about the tradition, astrology and so many other things that he's knowledgeable about. With that, I am going to go ahead and close. I'm going to let you close first, Baba Gabriel.
1: Well, I just want to close by giving praise and thanks to the uh, universal prime creator. I want to close by giving thanks to all of our ancestors, because it is truly our ancestors are the ones that are here making this happen. We wouldn't be here without the sacrifice of our ancestors. And when you really get into Efa, you realize that these these Orishas are just ancestors. They are our ancestors at one point in time that, you know, they did what they supposed to do. So we have the power of uh, creation within us so i say let us manifest it
0: my shame and as always have a blessed and beautiful day and beyond guys